0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. i is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Hey, man, you know, the crime issue has been elevated and they have been used. They've been attacking Democratic judges on bail bond issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, today on my KPFT show, I brought in uh, somebody who could really speak on the issue. She's actually... a a well-known lawyer in the Houston area, and she's running for a position in the courts. She's going to explain the entire bail bond issue the way it should be, as opposed to the lies that you hear on TV. So I had her for a live show where people could have asked her questions. And what I did is before I did that show, I taped, I had a, a short interview with her this weekend that I want to bring to you all, because I tell you, the crime issue, this is a time now where we have to knock it across the head. Yeah, it's it's the stuff that, that uh, Eric Hayes is always complaining about, so I hope he shows up today so that he can actually see it. Welcome aboard Lee Grant, welcome aboard Bridge MCP, welcome aboard Michael Rodnan, welcome aboard uh, Paul Fleming Sr. for the second time. Welcome aboard Peggy Lopez for the second time. Thank you guys for showing up for both the KPFT show on air as well as today, our internet show. I love you guys. That The support you guys give me is immeasurable. Because uh, today we actually had Peggy Lopez calling in, telling us a story about one of her friends. And and she got a chance to speak to the judge. Uh, Peggy, uh, Yvette Avery Herod, our abusive, beautiful lady says... Good afternoon, PDR Posse. So it was great. It was great. It was great. I also saw uh, Paul Fleming was at the show as well. And there's this guy with another, a new name. I guess he'll be here in a little bit that came here as well. Anyhow, uh, Michael is that Republicans have crime and inflation where they blame Democrats for everything, but never actually offer solutions that might work. Here's what I want to do. I don't want us to talk about blaming Democrats I want to put out the facts that the truth of the matter is their policies are responsible for this. And if you listen to what the judge is going to say or the aspiring judge is going to say, you'll get the picture. And I'll play that in a minute. Bridge MCP says, I have been doing a four-seat glider, sand and painting. Girlfriend, I don't know where you get the energy. Uh, Bruce Pollard said, if you can't offer a solution, you are as uh, you are a worthless Noise. There you go, Bruce. You're absolutely perfectamente correcto. Nanette Birdsmith is in the house. May Wood is in the house. She's he says, hello everyone. Got to run an errand real quick. So going offline for a little bit. Well, we'll see you when you get back. Uh let's see what else we got. Uh, Republicans are correct when they talk about high crime rates. Crime rates are higher in Republican states. 40% higher for uh uh and to be exact. higher. That's not margin of error uh, higher. That is a lot higher. And what you have to ask yourself is why. It's policy. If the policy in your state is to augment guns, is to ensure that guns can be all over. So when, when Bruce says, what are the solutions? We look at the cause of the problem. Republican policies. I'm not being... I'm not being partisan here. Republican policies are responsible for crime. Egberto, explain yourself. Don't just accuse a particular set of policies for being the problem. Exactly. Thank you. I will. Numero uno. The rate of violent crime increased relative to us putting more guns on the streets, you can actually draw the charts and see the increase as well. Let's go a little bit further now. As many of us would state before, you will find that crime has a, cor- a distinct correlation with poverty and a lack of opportunity. And if you can see that as being poverty... And a lack of opportunity, it becomes immediately evident that policies that don't provide the necessary support is conducive to crime. All right? We have to be very, very cognizant of these. So when you hear me make a statement like, to be sure, the crime that the crime increase that we see can directly be attributed to Republican policies, and by that I mean Republican politicians' policies. If Republicans were truthful to their good followers, to their party members, to their supporters, they could come up with good policies along with Democrats that solve these problems. This isn't to say that Democrats have some panacea on good policy all of the times. Because I can remember... When we, had, uh, when we had policies like the good de- the, 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 uh, the New Deal and all these things, because they distinctly were discriminatory, it made lives difficult for many as well. So i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to play our first video. This one is with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this one is just about humanity, humaneness. So let's go ahead and do that, and we'll take it on the other side. We all know that a thug... A MAGA thug uh, broke into Nancy Pelosi's home in San Francisco and thought she was there. Wanted to kidnap her, and instead hammered her husband, busted his head, cracked his skull with a hammer before the police were uh, was able to put him away. If you want to see the difference between a Democratic Party with a strong progressive base from a Republican Party that has an overwhelming MAGA Base, if you want to see the difference in humanity, take a look at what Nancy Pelosi had to say and what the woman who wants to be the governor of Arizona, Carol Lake, has to say. That is the classic difference. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side.
1: Over the assault that was made, really, on all of us. But personally, heartbroken over the uh, of what happened to Steve Scalise, our colleague. It is not impossible to protect our kids at school. They act like it is. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in DC. Apparently, her house doesn't have a lot of protection.
2: <laughs> but.
1: Grace versus mockery, humanity versus cruelty. The Republican candidate for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake, cracking a flippant joke last night about the brutal attack of Speaker Nancy Pelosi's 82-year-old husband. Compare that, as you saw, with Speaker Pelosi's compassionate response to a shooting in 2017 at a congressional baseball practice that critically wounded her Republican colleague Steve Scalise.
0: Now but it's not only Carrie Lake. There were others who uh including the president's son, the former president's son, who was uh sending out photos with underwear with a hammer on it. Where are these people's humanity? Where are these where where are these people who claim to be pro-life? Uh, where Where is their humanity Where are these people who believe in law and order they claim It just shows you that the party has become a complete force The Republican Party The party of Lincoln The party who is originally responsible for the Emancipation Proclamation Of course we know that they all, they all left the party and they were absorbed by the Dixocrats. We, we understand all of that. But it just bears mention it. What happened? Where is the humanity? Where, in fact, is the humanity? I want to address something that is very important that Lee Grant mentioned. Okay? Because uh, I saw that uh, Bridge MCP took exception to it, but... I want to address what Lee Grant says because Lee Grant is partially correct. Democratic policies have been disastrous for the black community. Let me, um, let me take that uh, one step further. Uh, when it comes to, I, I want to be careful in the way I say this because I don't want it to be misconstrued at all. Americans are Americans are Americans. Whether you are a Democrat, Republican, independent, in the middle, or whatever. You have people that are prejudiced. You have people that are racist. You have people that are sexist. You have people that are homophobic. You have people that are all the isms that are out there. The party delineation does not stop those American values. Okay? It's very important that I state that first. And one of the reasons you don't see me just come out and hate on folks on the right is I acknowledge that fact. There are likely just as many racist, misogynists, homophobes and all of that in the Democratic Party as there is in the Republican Party. I will categorically state that as a fact. As a fact and also what I have experienced in all the travels that I've done, in conferences that I've gone through, etc. There is one huge difference, however. Uh, the, the, the left acknowledges that those feelings are wrong. And they go out of their way to try to create policies to mitigate them. But it doesn't solve the problem that we have We have a serious problem of prejudice in this country of many types, in every country. But specifically, we're talking about America of of various types. And because of that, when policies were written, starting from the the New Deal, when Roosevelt came out with the New Deal, there were a lot of racist implementations of the New Deal. Things like, they didn't say... Black folks couldn't get this type of support. What they did say is they knew that most of the people that were domestic workers and otherwise, that they were, what again? They knew those people were what? They were mostly black. And in creating and carving policies in certain ways, it created, it hurt those people. It didn't give them the money because there's something about, America, always wanting to not give tax dollars to, let's say, people of color. But when it comes to corporations and all of that, who takes a lot more? Oh, it's no problem at all. So, it, when we also got welfare policies written in the 60s and the 70s, it played an instrumental role in, destruct- in, in destroying the nuclear black family again. Because there were there were policies that said if the if the man lived in the house, it reduced the amount of money that was granted to the home, etc et etc, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. there were a lot of these policies that were instituted that in effect what Lee Grant says caused issues caused a problem, and were these done from a racist standpoint? Yes, they were yes, they were, but again, it was. Uh, tipping your toe into goodness and evil at the same time. On the other side, it's just outright evil. I'm talking about post-Reagan-Republican post Demo- Party. Pre-Reagan-Republican uh, Party, they were very integral into society. We had uh, a lot, most of the, uh, a lot of the Republicans were responsible for passing the civil rights laws, Right? A lot of Democrats, the Dixiecrats, they weren't; in, they didn't care about that. They wanted to; they wanted to keep Jim Crow. So these are very intertwined issues. But you have to realize that more than anything, America—forget about parties and anything else—we are just a society that has a group of racists, a group of prejudice, a group of homophobes, a group of all these different people. And when we understand this. Then we can actually solve the problem. So Lee Grant, um, that statement that you used there, democratic policies have been disastrous for the black community. That I will restrict to the 1960s and the 1970s. As we went on further, a lot of these policies, they attempted to mitigate. Okay. Uh, So uh, good for the 60s and 70s. Not true going forward. But now... A po- Republican policies in the 60s and 70s, good to support uh, the, to support the uh, equal rights, to support all these other things that Republicans did, right? It's a different story altogether today. So, as you can see, guys, I am frank. Not trying to hold, hold any, bar- any particular party as being so sweet and honest. Or progressives as being like these great people that only want goodness, You want great progressives, you look at Bridge MCP, you look at Michael Rodman, you look at Norman Reynolds, you look at um, uh, Roberto Lewis, you look at Bruce Pollard. Good folk that believe, that honestly have taught themselves out of the the initial sin of this country and, and have done so much to attempt to mitigate it. But you have to know that it is something you want to do you have to know that it is something you want to do all right so let, let let's do remember all of this folks it's very 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 important all right continuing 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 let's see what else we got here chris hayes was all over it last night that's uh, what you're showing Egberto. yes i am that's what i'm showing and i i cut it up so that we could get out some of the fluff but it's solid man it's solid it it it's actually the number one story <laughs> at uh well let's see if it's still number one it is uh check check this out uh, my 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 article right now is still the number one article at uh daily coast so as you can see trending stories it's still at number one at the daily coast so yeah it is that story that i wrote along with the 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 the, the, the video from um from daily from Chris Hayes. Great piece. Chris Hayes did a masterful and when I say a masterful representation of crime, uh, in that thing, I don't think and, and the reason I really played that one up big and took it all over is because it was it was done like I have not seen it done before. And I'll play that in our second half of the program. All right, let's continue. What I want to do now is I want to show the the interview of uh Juanita Jackson and then I'll continue with your questions etc so let's go to Juanita Jackson and then we'll continue welcome to politics done right this is Egberto Willis your host and who are we with Beto O'Rourke oh. on the move Senor O'Rourke how are you doing today sir doing great We're just- I am so sorry that is the wrong video you know sometimes Sometimes when you're, when you're, you know, today is, is Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, so I have to haul ass from uh, all the way from where I'm at, you know, haul ass from KPFT in town to get over here. So every now and then I screw up and make a mistake to do that. But anyway, I just corrected it. And here is that interview. Welcome to one more edition of Pawtick Sunrun. I'm Humberto Willis, your host. Today, we are honored to have uh, the most generous with her time. Juanita Jackson with us today to discuss this bond issue that's been sort of taking us into places we don't necessarily want to go in this uh, election cycle. First of all, uh, Juanita, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Well, I'm Juanita Jackson and I am the Democratic nominee candidate for Harris County Criminal Court at Law Number 10. I've been practicing um, criminal law attorney for over 24 years. I've handled about 3,500 cases and I'm one of the few candidates that has actually practiced and had cases in every single criminal court in Harris County.
0: Now, interestingly, uh, most judges didn't want to touch this bond issue. Well, you are an aspiring judge so you can actually freely speak about the bond issue. As you understand it, please explain to us what is the real hoopla about bonds and current Democratic judges somehow releasing people onto the streets? Is that sure? Is that not true?
1: N- not true. Okay. Uh, partially true. Not true. First of all, what people are confused about is that in, in 2019, there was a, a massive federal lawsuit and a federal court. Um, a Republican judge at that declared that Harris County misdemeanor bond system was illegal. It was unconstitutional. We had a tradition um, of holding people for minor nonviolent offenses with for cash bonds. And if they couldn't afford the bond, they sat in jail until their case was um, complete, which could be months. And or even longer. And then for minor offenses, we've had cases where people sat in jail waiting for trial longer than the time that it would that they would have gotten. So that's the issue that it was declared illegal. What they say is happening is they're getting that confused with the felony bond system. A felony bond is when you're charged with a serious offense and we still have a cash bond system where people Put up money and they can then be released, uh, given a promise to appear to finish out their their court case. We have a you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, And therefore, someone can put up. That's the way our system and the law is designed. Put up the money and get out of jail in time and wait and fight their case um, until their time for trial.
0: Now, the, the one of the accusation, including from uh, our own Democratic uh, uh, KMOG, states that somehow these judges are being lenient in the way they are awarding bonds. Are they trying to conflate misdemeanor bonds, which are for nonviolent offenses, with, uh, with, with uh, felony bonds?
1: Absolutely. First of all, people need to understand the, the Texas Constitution requires bond. For every case, very, very few exceptions um, can a judge hold someone at no bond because the premise is they're innocent until proven guilty. So what happens is there's a bond on a case. What has changed, and it has nothing to do with the judges, is that because bonding companies started losing money on all those minor cash bonds, they had to figure something else out. And what they did instead was they made it very lenient financially for people to get and make these felony bonds. The amounts of bonds, the change have been insignificant. As a matter of fact, bonds are actually higher than they were when the Republican judges were in office. And so, you know, five years ago, if I had a $50,000 bond, it was really pretty hard for a bonding company for me to get A bond. I'd have to leave collateral. I'd have to have the 10% money down. I'd have all of these things. You'd have to have four or five people sign off that they were co-signing on the money. Well, when the bonding company stopped making money off the misdemeanor bonds, all of those regulations went aside.
0: Let me stop you right there. Let's stop right there. Now, who wrote the re- Who made it possible for those regulations to go away?
1: There there were never laws that specifically required these things of bonding companies. These were standard procedures that bonding companies adopted themselves to make. It's a financial risk, right? It felt like these people were risks. So they had all these standard procedures that we needed collateral. You needed to put big mama's house up and you needed to bring in a car. You needed to do those things. And when they realized that if people didn't have that. They weren't going to make any money. So all of those, the bonding companies loosened their own requirements. And so people before, if you had a $50,000 bond, the chances of you getting out and somebody having the money was slim. Now bonding companies are financing it. Bonding companies are not taking collateral. Bonding companies are not requiring four and five people to come and co-sign for you anymore. That's what's really happening. And that's why people are now there are more people being out on bond than it used to be.
0: I want to clarify that because I think it, it is it is malpractice not only by the media, but I think it's malpractice by some of what to some extent, some of the judges not to have made that point. In other words, you are saying a private sector company could not make any money. So what they did is they made it easier for felons to get out of jail by not putting stringent requirements on those felons when they got out of jail on the bond that is required by the state constitution now governed by Republicans. They allowed that to occur. And in doing so, any crime increase based on judges following the laws are really mitigated, not mitigated because exactly what you're saying there.
1: It's a little bit of a lot of things. I mean, that is part of it. It's easier to financially get a bond. Okay. On the bonding company side, but we also are dealing with the fact that the, the law is very specific about how the procedures and processes for holding people at no bond. So what you keep hearing is that these people are charged with serious offenses. Well, let's, first of all, Our law says that you're entitled to a bond on every offense except capital murder. You're not entitled to a bond on that one. And if you are already charged with a very high or violent offense, there are certain steps that must be followed before a judge can hold you at no bond. And those steps are very specific. Uh, Number one, the district attorney's office must file notice and a motion within seven days. That's a strict sim- time limit. They have seven days that they have to file a motion when you commit a new offense to try and hold you at no bond. Then there must be a hearing and the district attorney must present evidence to the judge that says that this defendant is the legal term and it's in the code substantially guilty of the new offense. So without the DA having the hearing, filing the motion, having the hearing, the judge must
0: set up. Your bar- hands are tied. The judge must set up. Bar- so in other words, it seems to me like when you have a judge release a, a potential felon that the DA did not raise the issue with the judge, it seems to me like somebody is trying to put the blame on judges Whereas, uh, whereas it was their responsibility to say, well, we know this guy is likely guilty. We know this guy is probably a threat to our society. Judge, we need to have him no bonded. Am I correct in that assessment?
1: Correct. Now, don't get me wrong. They even if they file the motion, remember, the law says they have to have enough evidence to say he's substantially guilty of the new offense. And the judges and the, and the judges are following that and they're having hearings. And if the DA cannot present enough evidence, the judge has to set a bond. Then let me also give an aside. If they don't have enough evidence, because sometimes serious cases take a little bit longer to, to be able to get everything, get the witnesses, et cetera. The judge can and they do all the time, all the time. Hold the person At no bond, but they can only do it for 90 days. And the law says after 90 days, they must set a bond.
0: Well, look, we're going to discuss this in a hell of a lot more detail when you come to the KPFT studios in person. And we will be able to talk about this. But I want want to close this with one specific question. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is these judges... Both uh, uh, the ones that's been under attack, mostly Democratic judges, mm-hmm. uh, have been falsely accused for something that they had very little leeway with. And there is n- the, the media and others have done little to make this to make the defense possible for them.
1: And 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 I just and I know we're on a time limit, but I need you to understand part of the reason is that our law. Regarding judges, judges ethically cannot talk about certain legal issues, issues that are before their court. And the other side knows that. So you can accuse a judge of of not doing things or not following the law. And the way our ethic laws with judges are written, their hands are tied. They can't even in public defend themselves.
0: Sadly, uh, sadly, that is the case. But uh, here's the thing, folks. If you have people who are running to be judges who have started or are attempting to become judges on a lie, you must ask yourself, what kind of judge will they be on the bench? Juanita Jackson, thank mm-hmm. you so kindly for having been here on Politics Done Right.
1: Thank you, and I look forward to talking more about it.
0: As you can see, folks, it's a a farce, right? It is a farce. Let let me give you a few other things that Juanita said uh, that pointed out that I was able to discern earlier today when we had our, um, when she came into the studio at KPFT. One, it doesn't matter how high, the bonds, the people who run, who give bonds, right? They're in cahoots with the state, all right? They want to make their money, and that's why you notice these bond guys are really chummy-chummy with Republicans, right? With Republican politicians, and the only reason they're chummy with Republican politicians is that Republican politicians are in power right now, and they're the ones who run Austin. These guys depend on the fraction of the bond that they make. So let's say a judge gives you a $30,000 bond, and the the bond company says, okay, there's a 10% that bond is going to cost you 10%. So, what happens then is the bond company guarantees to the state that you will be around, otherwise, they'll have to pay the state $30,000. But that person will only pay $3,000 to buy that bond. And that's money in the pockets of the bond holder. The bail's bond, that money is in his pocket. So, If these judges start to really increase the amount of bond now, so let's say they go ahead and they say a million-dollar bond, you would think, based on past policies, that these bond guys would charge $100,000 for a million-dollar bond. Well, that's not what happens now. These bond guys says, we got to make some money, man. So if these, whatever, if if the bond guy goes ahead and say, I give you a $100,000 bond or a million-dollar bond, the bonds guy would go to the family and say, okay, just give us 0.5% and we'll, we'll sign the bond. And that is what's been happening. They used to have laws where you had a certain percentage that you paid in a bond. You had to sign your house over, your car over, all of that. That's not the thing anymore. These bond guys want their money. And they make sure that the laws are written in such a manner that they get their money. And then when you have When you have a few people got let out in this four hundred, in this Harris County, a county of four million people, Eric is always talking about the two hundred people crime. If you are one of those two hundred people who got killed by somebody who was released, it's the end of the world. It is tough. It is it is horrendous. But the dereliction of our media. It's to make people believe that first of all this is something new it isn't in fact, the recidivism with the changes in the bond laws for misdemeanors has gone down, and there has been no change in what they do for felonies. The only difference now again is, and by it, it's no difference actually, and whenever you talk about a a, a, a somebody with a previous Uh, a previous rap coming into getting released again, you don't blame the judge for that. You blame either the DA for not making a case to no bond that person, or you blame the state. But you know what happens? The DA may not even send anybody to go ahead and say, I want this guy no bond, and the reason I want him no bond is because of this. And you know why they don't do it? It takes work. To, to make a case. Now, Peggy Lopez called the judge earlier today at our show, and she spoke about Florida that locked up her friend with a million-dollar bond. He couldn't get a bond because apparently they do it the right way. He couldn't get a bond, so he, locked, he was locked into jail for three years just to turn out being innocent. This is, a, this is a, the, the, the quandary that we're in here. So when you hear Eric Hayes talk about the silliness that he talks about and just vote them all out, it shows limited thought process. It shows that he decides he will not perform critical thinking. If you want to change the law and make this, if you want to change the law, you have to go to Austin. If you think These judges are doing the wrong thing, then you should be voting the bombs out. You're right. And that's the Republican politicians who write the laws in cahoots with the bail bonds people. Go ahead and get rid of the Republican politicians in Austin and have the appropriate laws written. It's that simple. But Eric Hayes, I am done speaking to you. Sir, I love you, brother, but you are simply irrational and unable to critically think after having gotten information that is all provable that you can find out and prove on your own. So your subject will never be talked about bond issues here in concert to you again. All right, let's see what, what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Michael Rodnan says bail bond is a right wing bubble talking points. Tough on crime, injustice that incarcerates poor people who can't afford the bail. A travesty on the Eighth Amendment. However, this is an issue that's really simple to understand. Do you want poor people spending months behind bars waiting just to find out they're innocent? No, you don't. If not, there is only are only two questions that must be asked of a critical defendant. Are they a danger to their communities and are they a, a flight risk? Most of our nation, as well as the rest of the developed world, has figured out that they can do without a criminal injustice system. Time to fix ours properly. As Juanita said, we are one of two countries that do that. And you know why we are one of two countries? Because we're capitalists to the core. And there's an industry that makes money off of us having a bail bond system the way it works. Uh, Tom C. says, hi all from Michigan temperatures near 70 and sunny very unusual for november global warming means longer growing season and more leaves to move in the woods i hear you brother i hear you all right let's see what else we got here what else we got here maywood says uh, that is a conversation between Rednin. uh let's see what else we got here uh okay daniel edosa egberto wants to use race as a wedge to divide people wow my show here here it is I'm a black, Latino, Caribbean dude. My show, most of my listeners tend to be white. And every single one of them would dispute what you've just said. In fact, not only my, rep- my Democrats would dispute that, not, even my, not only my progressives would dispute that. Ask Eric Hayes if I'm a racist. Ask Lee Grant if I'm a racist. Ask any one of my right-wingers. Daniel Lado, you know better. You know much better. All right, let's continue. Uh, Paul Fleming says, voting removes stubborn orange stains. That's true. All right, continuing. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes, I don't bother putting anything about, um, about, about um, bond bail bond because you've lost your credibility, dear brother. Love you, but you've lost your credibility. You're completely irrational on the subject and you prove you don't want to have or try critical thinking. Bridge MCP said, Berto Willis, is this bond issue just Texas? No, Bridge. It's all over. It's yet another Republican talking points. They do everything in an uh, organized manner. It's a, it's a puppet that leads from the top and it perme- per- permeates all of their policies throughout the country. There is a, there, there's a, there's an organization, I don't remember the name of it right now, that, that even write their laws. Um, aye, 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 I forgot the name of it. It's an organization to write all your laws for Congress as well. And it's the same laws written in every state. Uh, Daniela Dose has never been a better time to be a criminal in Harris County. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. But he says, dear Lord, she just explained no, nothing to do with judges has to do with the bond people. It's amazing. Wait, if you, you know, remember, you remember that something we talk about a lot, Bridge. It's called willful ignorance. You cannot fight willful ignorance because the person is not dumb. They just choose to be. Uh, let's see. SMH. That's to somebody else. Robert Davenport is in the house. He says, hello. Welcome, Robert. How are you doing today? Breach says she was great, except Eric doesn't listen. That's true. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I go to the last video. Yes, and it's not the court, Eric. It's the bond companies. They lessen the rules. There you go. Has Fox in it. Won't watch it. Ah, I hear you, girlfriend. Uh, let's see what I Oh, wait. I found one more. A murder suspect with multiple priors released on $8 million bond. So in the last two years, two instances of a multiple murder or murder suspect released on... And ask yourself, how could he afford an $8 million bond? You know what happened, right? The bond got guaranteed by some bond company that probably says, give me $10,000 and you can get out of jail. We just want the money. Our... System is so corrupt, it isn't funny. And it has nothing to do with the judges. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, coming down, coming down. Thank you, Egberto Willis, my lord. No more bond issues. You got that, girl. Uh, let's see. Daniel Ledo says, Oh my god, there are cahoots are happening in Austin. LOL. Robert Davenport says, No bail based upon cash available to defendants. Alright. Uh, continue. Okay, we're gonna go to the video now, Patrick's time. Welcome, welcome. Paul Pelosi is the new Andrew Gillum. Hmm. I guess you've been reading the right wing conspiracy theories. Good luck in enhancing your intelligence. Anyway, here is the piece that's number one at Daily Coast. Here we go. Chris Hayes brought the whole damn thing home. First, he goes ahead and he, a lot of what we were talking about crime 40% higher in in the um red states than than there are in or rather in, in, in states that voted for Donald Trump versus states that voted for Joe Biden it has a 40% higher murder rate we also have things like um uh, Oklahoma, the bastion of Republicanism, where Tulsa, the two major cities, Tulsa and Oklahoma City, are governed by Republican mayors and the state itself by Republican governor. And guess what? The crime rate there is higher than the crime rate in New York and California. But guess what? It's it's deeper than that. What Chris Hayes did in this number, he did a Fox News on Oklahoma to describe crime that looked completely different than how it looked on Fox News. I wanted to take a look at this and then we'll take it on the other side.
2: In the home stretch of the campaign in these midterm elections now just a week away, Republicans have really only wanted to talk about one thing. Crime. Not the kind of crime where the Democratic speaker's home is invaded and her husband is brutally assaulted by a violent right-wing attacker. Not the kind of crime where America's top secret documents are stolen by the impeached ex-president. No, a very specific type of crime. Type of crime that scares Republican and independent voters the most to make them believe that crime is skyrocketing, that America is a hellhole. And the thing is, It works. And it works even better when you have your very own propaganda cable channel running stuff like this all day, every day. Dystopian, nakedly racist video, preferably grainy security cam footage featuring almost exclusively black people committing crime in big cities. It is like a hellscape on an endless loop. If you're a viewer of Fox News, at this point, you just accept as fact that, for example, the entire city of Portland, Oregon has been burned to the ground. It's gone. Nothing left. And that every other big city in this country is a post-apocalyptic inferno. From coast to coast, crime is exploding in Democrat-run cities. Lawlessness in blue cities continues. Portland and Seattle and Chicago, there's all hell is breaking loose in New York. Where people are regularly shot, beaten, and robbed in public. Every city, it is out of control. Chicago has become a sanctuary for violent, depraved criminals. San Francisco devolved into a hellhole. L.A. County, this is a lawless hellhole. Dangerous,
1: filthy hellhole. I am am getting out of
2: this hellhole. Your safety is in peril with Democrats in power. I mean, honestly, that's like just a touch. This is constant. Of course, that is not reality. But those messages, they're not for you. They are for viewers sitting at home who do not live in big cities, being frightened into thinking that urban Democratic cities are just absolutely falling apart. And that is precisely how Republican candidates are running in race after race across this country. They are telling voters that the liberals and the Democrats have screwed up. They've gone soft on criminals. And now the criminals have taken over. And Republicans need to sweep in and take the reins and crack down. They need to clean up the cities that are ruining America. None of this is new at all, or particularly clever, or even true. But here's the thing. It is a lie built atop a truth, which is what makes it so powerful. Crime is up in this country overall. The homicide rate in America shot up by 30% in 2020. It was the largest increase in more than a century, possibly ever. And again, to be clear, that is 2020 when Donald Trump was president. So here's the thing. It's not some complete invention of right-wing propaganda. Not just homicide rates, but other crimes have gone up in all sorts of places. But here's the other thing. It is not happening the way they said it is. In fact some of the hotbeds of crime in america are actually in conservative places in red states last month the democratic candidate of governor for governor of oklahoma made this very point in a debate check it out Thank so you. let's talk about the facts the fact is the rates of violent crime are higher in oklahoma under true. your watch than it's in new true. york and california that's a fact <laughs> Well, we'll have that oh fact checked by the Frontier <laughs> Superintendent. It's also a fact that medical <laughs> Hang on, marijuana. Oklahomans, do you believe we have higher crime than New York or California? That's what she just said. I mean, are you guys? Are you kidding me? Us, Oklahoma, real America, more crime than California and New York? I think Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt probably believed his opponent was wrong when he says that's not true. This is a Republican governor of a deep red conservative state. He probably watches a lot of Fox News. The idea that Oklahoma is more dangerous than New York sounds preposterous on its face to him. But I don't think he's seen what's going on in this state, or at least not want to believe it. This breaking news taking us to Northwest Oklahoma City where Oklahoma City police have been called out for a bank robbery. Oklahoma City police want to find dangerous armed robbery suspects. Two homeowners fight back during a terrifying home invasion. An accused rapist in Guthrie arrested again. Oklahoma City police officers on leave after he and his wife were arrested for a string of felonies. An up and coming young Republican arrested for sex crimes with a minor. After a two and a half week crime spree a suspect some call the sand which bandit is locked up Sean Man is facing felony charges After allegedly stabbing another man Who was swinging a hatchet at him Police say that mail carrier was robbed
1: At gunpoint You robbed the mailman, who does that? Oh my god,
2: Oklahoma's a hellhole Don't go there Seriously, the Oklahoma Democrat running for governor is correct Just on the basic facts The homicide rate in Oklahoma is higher than New York It is higher than California, considerably so In 2020, for instance, Oklahoma had nine homicides for every 100,000 people. Again, we're talking deep red Oklahoma, where the two largest cities are run by Republican mayors, so you can't even blame it on the cities and their libs. Those liberals who wanted to fund the police. No, the Republican mayor of Tulsa and Oklahoma City, I don't think that's that. Now compare that to California with about six homicides for every 100,000 or New York with about five. In fact, just look at the top 10 states with the highest murder rate. Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, Alabama, Missouri, South Carolina, New Mexico, Georgia, Arkansas and Tennessee. Almost all Republican-run states that vote for Republican presidential candidates every election. Here's another stat for you. The murder rates were 40% higher in states that voted for Donald Trump than states that voted for Joe Biden. So yes, crime is up. The central lie Fox is peddling in the Republican Party is that it's just the libs in the big cities and those other people, the ones on the security footage we keep showing you, they're responsible. It's not just happening there, despite what Republicans across the country and that network would like you to believe. Listen to this. Homicide rates increased 25% 25% in rural areas in 2020. Do you think that was because they quote unquote defunded the police or because the liberal prosecutors got in power in rural America? Do you think that's what happened? That is almost as much as the spike in urban areas, which was 30%. So if Republicans really care about that, if they want to make sure that people feel secure in their homes on the streets, they should be talking about the uptick in crime all over, in rural America and urban America, in places that are very conservative, places that are very liberal. And every politician of every stripe from everywhere should be talking about public safety. I mean, real public safety, because people have a right to feel safe and secure. And it's not some crazy fabrication of the right that people are worried about it. They are. And they have every right to bet. But if you listen to the lie being told, you will end up at a false answer and a dangerous one at that. And I have to say, I think Democrats have largely missed the opportunity to talk about public safety this election cycle.
0: Chris Hayes knocked this one out of the park because he wasn't trying to make a left wing message or a right wing a, a, a message. What he did is he just came out and told the truth. There was an increase in crime rate in 2020. And it occurred in rural areas as well as urban areas. But more importantly, what we find out is that because of the proliferation of guns, et cetera, if you take a look at the red areas that have more lenient gun laws and et cetera, the crime rate was much higher there on a per capita basis. And it is important for us to hammer that home. But it has to be done in a way, not just in a statistical manner Forty percent more rate, forty percent more homicides in in red states and blue states. No, no, it's those the red states. Crime is higher. Your your body is in more danger in red state. So elect folks that will reduce your bodily injury in those red states. You don't have to necessarily come with statistics. When they ask you for proof, you give them the statistics. But otherwise, just show that. The crime rate in under these Republicans that are attacking Democrats on crime—they are the ones who don't know how to control crime. They are the ones that have your bodily, your your body in danger, your life in danger. Chris Hayes, DS out of DS. We spend a lot of time. Hey guys, um, I want I want to show you something. This is important because Mike Seesac. Uh, was honest enough. Mike Cisak is honest enough to show his prejudice, right? I'm going to explain in a minute. Here's what Mike Cisak said. Remember, all red states, the crime rate is 40%, the murder rate 40% higher than in blue states. Not only that, but the eight, the, the eight highest amount of crime occurs in these southern states right so here is mike sisek answer right of course you know you probably got it from god knows where but I, I i want i want to give you the thing he says interesting i gotta put my mic yeah i know interesting this is what he said mike Seesac was honest he was honest he wants to say look i'm gonna just throw it at black people here's what he says now Interesting that they listed states with the highest, and he capitalizes highest, with the highest African-American populations, which have the highest murder rates in those city areas. Okay? Let's let, let's let that percolate for a bit. A state controlled by Republicans, and they said there's a, a higher murder rate in the African-American communities, and if you remove the African-Americans from that community, this is what he says next. If you remove those cities with high black populations, the murder rate drops lower than European rates. Oh my God. And you know, if you, if you, take, if you take some numbers, you're going to see that murder rate in, for African-Americans are actually higher for real, right? And this occurs also in these cities, And then you have to ask yourself the question, why? When we talk about systemic racism, right? People say, oh, we don't need to be talking about that. But first of all, the particular government is responsible for the crime rate that all of you are so scared of in your locale. And I don't care if it's black people, white people, or whatever committing the crimes. If you took a look at what Chris, Chris Hayes did, he purposefully showed a few things. He showed how white crime was in Oklahoma. But the same ca- highest crime rate in the country, but he showed by showing the news reports, right? Not, not, not statistically, empirically, uh, who the crime rates, you know, who are the people com- committing these crimes, right? You see, crime isn't a racial thing. Crime is a policy thing. And you bought into the crap that somehow by nature... In your implication that people of color are more prone to crime than the majority population, you could not be more wrong. Environment is what creates these crimes. And if you have a higher percentage of your black and uh, people of color population living in a particular modal, a low class modal, it's, it's is attempting to survive Modal, you will get more crime in those communities. And whose fault is that? That is the fault of the systemic racism within the society, which also says that this systemic racism is more prevalent in those states where you have these high crimes. <laughs> and you're not doing anything about it. Like I said before, the solution to these crimes are made By policy. Hello, Melanie Keelan. Welcome aboard. Again, policy. You create good policy. You solve crimes. I don't know any criminals. You know? Why? In my socioeconomic domain, they don't exist. So again, what you said was pretty, pretty, pretty racist. In the way it was saying, oh, let's just get rid of all the black folk. And then the crime goes away. Well, let me ask you this. If we had gotten rid of all the slave owners, we wouldn't have had all the murders that occurred on these slaves. And by the way, how much of that evil, how much of that violence came from the master? I don't remember seeing anybody skinning folks alive except during the slavery days. They thought it was okay. I don't remember how nice it was to cut somebody's balls off, oh, but they did it. Those, I don't remember how violent it is to whip somebody on their backs till they wail and cry. I don't remember how how evil and violent it is to press your knees on the neck of somebody till they die and their eyeballs pop. I don't remember how it is to be blown away, your head blown to smithereens when a, a cop says, hey, do you have, do you have, no, I got to pull it because he pulled all these cards and we have to be honest I mean, evil knows no hue. Race is a stupid thing. Race is a stupid thing. Condition and the reasons that that we have these issues is is the question. And you are fooled into believing that these are racial components when they are policy components. So, folks... I'm glad, but CSAC, brother, I thank you for putting that in there. Because you are saying aloud what consoles other conservatives to understand that their policies create criminals. I repeat, you have allowed me to indicate that conservative policies create criminals. Remember that. We're coming close to the end of the show and I forgot to do an ask. I was having so much fun with all of you. So all I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to put the links in there myself. Uh, Yeah, they did. And and the same kind of crime rates in that community exist as well. Uh, By the way, folks, please support the show by going to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. That is how we can continue to give these truths. And, and, and all this good information. Hey, Bridge, let me know when you come out with your final copy for the cup. And we'll add that cup to the, res- re- the repertoire. Uh, usually racially naive, Chris Hayes was spot on targeting the crime wave of right-wingers that does not even get mentioned by most national news networks. Exactly. Please also support us on our PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. You can support us as well via our YouTube channel by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Just hit the join button. That will go a this distance to help us out, politicsonright.com slash YouTube. And please buy our books, where we discuss many of these issues that we talk about on the screen, politicsonright.com. Whoops, politicsonright.com slash books. And don't forget, check out, uh, subscribe to our medium, politicsonright.com slash medium. I'm tired. Had a long day today. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I got to get out of here. Let's see. Uh, but says, Igberto Willis didn't know you wanted cup. But you, just a meme. Oh, uh, that too. Of course, I love the meme too. Whatever you say, whatever you say. The books are great. Thank you for that uh, that compliment, uh, uh, Robert Davenport. Anyway, folks, I got to get out of here. Please support the show however you can. By the way, uh, please consider getting our paid podcast, which has everything in one place, including videos and audio. Politicsunright.com slash podcast paid. Please, please support us however you can. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics right and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out...